Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right. Hey, it's the Steelers podcast. Now, I've got to tell you what we're doing here with the podcast. Um, this is July. Well, it's not even July yet. It's June. It's like the dry time of the NFL season. Stuff's happening, but not a ton. But then, you know, the Steelers said, hey, I heard these guys. Uh, they need to talk about Steelers. So they said, let's make some news. So they called yeah. David DeCastro and said, hit the road, Dave. And Dave DeCastro got released last week. Um, shocking? I don't think they did it for us. I, I, I think really, they did. I really don't. Tomlin told me they would. He yeah. did? Oh, okay. They, oh, that's awful nice of them. They monitor Steelers podcasts over the country, and they said, why is this Ohio podcast talking to Jeff Timmons? Why are they talking to people from Birdemic? Let's make some news. Let's... Make him talk about some Steelers. Anything so, to keep us. I was at the man up conference. Tomlin pointed at me. He's like, "Paul, come here, we'll talk to yes. you." Yes, and that's what he told me. He's like, "We're gonna like, we're doing it for you guys." And it's... Wow. Yeah, I don't think Coach Tomlin was a big fan of Birdemic. When he saw us going to Birdemic, he's like, uh, "Hey, Mister Rooney, no, we get, we gotta make some news. This will not stand." Yes. We will not have any more Birdemic talk. <laughs> we got to release David the Castro so they can shop about Birdemic. So do you think they did it names out of a hat or? Uh, yeah. Not to release. What? I'm like, what? Yeah. That's madness. Oh, man. Just think of all the horrible things that could have happened. Well, it, it's funny because the Castro was hurt a little bit last year. Mm. Obviously, the line struggled to be polite last year. Uh, you know, I didn't pinpoint matters when DeCastro was bad, but DeCastro was hurt. And, you know, we just assumed it's Dave DeCastro. You know, we think of it like a Madden game. You know what I mean? He has a high rating. Maybe he's injured, but once he's got done being injured, he's going to be back up to his 90 rating or whatever he was on Madden. Uh, We didn't realize he was hurt. He was hurt a little bit more than he let on. Um, Heard a lot of reaction about DeCastro. Where they're not questioning DeCastro's dedication to football, but David DeCastro is not that type of guy who is going to do anything to play football again. You know, he's hurt, and he said, look, I understand. I'm hurt. Maybe it's time to do something different. Now, if he heals and recovers, maybe he comes back and plays football. But, again, we almost talk about this like, oh, he's not dedicated. He's not a true stealer. No, I struggle with this. You guys struggle with it. When we podcast late at night, when we put too much time to work, our, our wives tap us on the shoulder. Hey, hang around, around the family more. Um, you know, so I kind of applaud DeCastro 
I, I hope he's okay. I hope he's healthy enough to live a healthy, normal life. But if it's not in him, it's not in him. If he says, hey, you know, I mean, he was openly talking about retirement. I read something about his closest friend on the team last year was Alejandro Villanueva. I mean, they drove to practice together. You know, the Steelers did bring him back, and let's be honest, Villanueva did not have a good year last year. I mean, I'm not, you know, worshiping these guys, saying, oh, man, they're the greatest linemen. They both took steps back last year. And DeCash was like, hey, nothing against these young guys. I'm thinking about retirement. I don't feel good. And, you know, the Steelers got to look at and say, hey, you know, we don't have that much money. We still have some holes that we're trying to fill. The cash was making eight, nine million a year. And yet it sounds shocking to us, but they probably sat there and said, look, you know, Trey Turner's a question mark. We'll talk about him in a second. But at least Trey Turner's a $3 million question mark other than a nearly $9 million question mark. I mean, I'm not necessarily defending the Steelers here or David DeCastro. I'm just saying that's reality, and it sucks. I wish it was different. I wish we had a great, healthy DeCastro. I wish we had the Villanueva from a couple years ago. I wish Ramon Foster was back playing good. I wish we had the five years ago Marquise Pouncey, but we don't. And, yeah, I'm bummed out, but... They did what they could. I mean, what are you guessing? It seems like, obviously, from last year and even after the season, there's long been talk here on Pittsburgh Radio that DeCastro just wasn't right. Um, And that seemed to become more clear as you listen, not to what the Steelers were saying, but not saying uh, about the line. And he was never being championed as the – the heir apparent to be the, the leader of the offensive line, which raised a lot of eyebrows. So I, it feels like this has been brewing for quite some time that I think all parties involved knew that. I mean, I I think about – I've been in excruciating back pain for a week and a half now, and my biggest challenge is, oh, i got to get up and get another cup of coffee. I, I couldn't imagine having just something jacked up with my knee and having to go out there and, and just – pound my body to a pulp against another 300 pound guy every Sunday. Uh, there comes a point where pain is pain and it stinks. That's, <laughs> and if you're not up to it, you're just, why? I mean, why risk something worse and you can still have a long, healthy, normal life. And yeah, I don't blame him. Him, him or the Steelers. And, and your friends aren't there. And again, I'm not saying the cash was a wimp and he had to have his friends buy him, no. but sometimes you can say, man, I mean, think about your workplace. I mean, there's probably people you like working with. Say they all went away. You might say, you know, there's someplace else where I could be at right now and I'm good with. I don't know. Like, so what do you like, think? You're like talking about my life right now. I've been there. I've <laughs> yeah. been there when all of a sudden the people that you worked with where everything clicked really well and suddenly you turn around and none of those people are there anymore. It makes a difference. It definitely makes a difference. And, you know, and I'll even say this as as uh, someone who's currently and still in the middle of a, a, a life transition, man, it is a super huge challenge to imagine after spending a long time doing a certain thing and picturing yourself a certain way and saying, this is who I am, to imagine yourself as something else. That's yeah. psychologically, that's really, really hard. Um, so it, I feel for that for almost anybody who's trying to imagine themselves stepping out of professional athletics, 
Uh, especially somebody in, in De Castro's situation where it's not, I don't get to go out on a Super Bowl win. I don't get to go out on the end of a season. I tried to go for another season and it's just not right. And something's not working right. And I'm not up to what I can do even now, you know, a couple of years after a prime, because that's that's the 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 lifespan of a of a lineman. Um, it's not long. Uh, and so to, to, to hit a wall this early in the prep preparation for another season and to say, I, I can imagine myself doing something else and maybe not this, that's just really hard to do. And it's not impossible that he gets himself right. Uh, the repairs go well. And at some point later in the season, somebody I'm thinking possibly even the Steelers because, you know, people get hurt easy so it would, wouldn't be anything to two, three weeks into the season, four weeks into the season, five, eight, you know. We're giving him a call and saying, hey, man, do you have any more gas in the tank yet? Is everything right? And he's able to say, yeah, I can come back. Um, it seems a little heartless. Cut a guy, middle of the summer. Um, you know, we're, we're just not going to pay for any more of, of waiting around for you to get right. We're just going to cut. And I think he even made some kind of statement in a press conference or something about, well, there's a reason those guys are, are millionaires or billionaires. I don't know. I can't remember exactly what he said that most people took to mean, oh, you know, he's bitter against the, the ownership. And he may be a little bit. It hurts. Um, but I think on, a, on another level, I think he care, he would under, he understands that that's the only way they're going to be able to make the changes they can make in order to fill that hole. Um, and the other holes that they still have to fill, like they, they're, they, they've got some holes to fill and one of the ways, the only ways they can do it is with money and well, getting hiring some new dudes. Yeah. If I go to my bosses at work and if Paul goes to his bosses at work and if we're like, Hey, we may retire. We're not sure if we want to do this anymore. Hey, that doesn't necessarily mean you're automatically fired, but they start to think, hey, does he really want to be here? You know? So I, and you know, the, the, but the next day you may find everything in your office in a trash bag out on the curb. Right. <laughs> and, and here was my fear when the catcher thing first happened. And we're like, well, are they going to be able to get that money back? And yeah, it was a little heartless what the sewers did. But if they didn't do that, they wouldn't have gotten money back. And they ended up getting Trey Turner. Now, Trey's been in the Pro Bowl a couple times, he's from Carolina. He went to L.A., the Chargers, in a free agency move. He was hurt, and because he was hurt, he didn't play well. So the Chargers released him because he was making a lot of money with the Chargers. He's on a one-year, $3 prove-it deal with the Steelers. Now, pro football focus, who loves to rip on the Steelers and make them look bad and get Steelers fans all mad, their stats— Did you just say everybody in the league? Is that what you said? Yeah. Everybody well, in the league likes pro, to rip on the Steelers and make them look bad? Well, pro fo- I'll, I'll put it this way. <laughs> pro football focus is based in Cincinnati. So there might be a reason why they like to do that. But, you know, it's interesting. They Because they can't say good things about the Bengals. Right. They can't say bad things well, about everybody else. Well, I'll put it this way. Your clicks go up if you rip the Steelers because sure. they do have a lot of fans, but they do have a lot of people who don't like us. So, um, And, you know, even as fans, we like to click on pro football folks and say, why are they saying this about our team and everything? But their stats, and again, you know, 
our new guy, he was hurt last year. He didn't play that well. They were actually rating to Castro's play last year higher than Trey. So take that for what it's worth. But again, I look at it and say, yeah, he has a question mark, but he's a $3 million question mark instead of $9 million. And yeah, the Steelers have about 12 or $13 million to play with in um, salary cap. They can't pay it all because you have to have a couple million to make moves during the season. But mm-hmm. please use some of that money. There's a couple of holes. We've talked about this week after week. Outside mm-hmm. linebacker, cornerback, you know, uh, maybe another offensive lineman. Fill maybe seven holes. more receivers. No, we don't need any more receivers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, well, no, I, no I, please. We're I, done. I feel good about receivers. it. I mean, nothing. I mean, obviously, DeCastro has been outstanding, but I think in terms of last year's ratings for them, uh, there's a different – I mean, you could brace up an ankle and tape up an ankle and inject an ankle. Uh, that's different than playing with a, a groin injury, which those heal. And right. jacked-up ankles maybe don't heal. So I, I'm not – personally, I'm not worried about Turner's season last year. Uh, get him healthy, do the stuff he's got to do, um, saving money – I, I it, yeah, maybe heartless, but I think it had to be done because you don't want to go in with a shaky offensive line and your key piece is a massive, like, we hope he makes it past game one. Right. Well, do or even do the- game one if he has to have a surgery and, and rehab an ankle right now anyway. Yeah. He's, he may not be yeah. ready for game one. Do something yeah. with that money. Get at least one more outside linebacker. If we keep the money, I'm a little miffed. But again, even if they didn't spend any more money, turn Super into Castro, and they're almost the same play right now. And I hate to say it, you probably wouldn't have said that two or three years ago. But again, you got to rely on 2020. Two or three years ago, Terry Turner was better than he is right now, too. Two, three That's years true. ago, they probably still were the same player. Well, I'm thinking back to the Sewer fans that were like, J.J. Right. Watt, I have Madden 14, and dang gone, J.J. Watt was great in that game. Well, this is Madden 21, yes. Madden 22. J.J. <laughs> Watt's not the same player this year they was seven years ago, but oh well. Also, actual football is not Madden. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. I, I know that some people don't believe that, but they're actually I, different things entirely. I got to tell you, though. I was spending a little bit of time. I was being run ragged. Family uh, had some insurance calls. It was a crazy day. But I sat on my Twitter and read an article about Madden 22. Guys, I am excited. Lots of new features, and I'm. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> I may play the season on, wait, what do you call it? When you can, oh, not StreamYard. No. We can record your voice talking over the game. Twitch. Um, Twitch. Twitch. I, yeah. I may do a Steelers season of Twitch because I'm very excited. I don't think I'm going to watch it, but I'm excited about that. It's going to be fun. <laughs> the numbers that people get on Twitch, I don't understand. I don't I don't think there are that number of people. And so I don't understand <laughs> how that many people watch things on Twitch. All I got to say. Like my kids watch people play video games all the time. I don't understand. They no. will watch somebody else play Minecraft. For days. Why don't you just play it yourself? And I tried to like my oldest son, I tried to like shame him a little bit and like make him stop doing it. He's like, Yeah, but dad, you watch football. 
you're watching somebody else play a game. I'm like, shut up. How dare you? <laughs> Hopefully someday Never I'll find out. Never cut off of his rant. That's right. <laughs> Hopefully I'll find out somewhere someday that where he lives now because I threw him out of the house. All I gotta say is, <laughs> probably by the time this is released, uh, you'll you'll you will have heard the Joey Cop interview that we did, and there I was, was there. Tweet I heard call. it now. There was a well. We, we're not releasing his life. Oh, I see. Joe is pulling back the curtain. Let, let's keep a little bit the <laughs> the secrecy here, man. You know, and uh, all right. you know, we're getting together every morning, and we're every recording morning. these. That's and, right. And putting them out, and, and yeah, yes. jo- it's not all done at the same time. Absolutely. Right, not all done sa- <laughs> at the same time. Why would we do that? There's nothing I else going in our lives. We can, we can record 15 different times. We make week. we not? make millions of dollars off this yes. podcast. I'll tell you that jo- right now. Jo- Joe Rogan, <laughs> are we? But no, I, I heard the twinkle in Joey's voice, or in his eye, or whatever, when he was talking about and seeing football coming back. I share his enthusiasm. Yeah, he was Joe really excited, excited about that yeah. because of the uh, the NIL stuff. But yeah. they'll actually get that game back. Oh, all right. Fantastic. Should be good. <laughs> um, let me check before we close up our Steelers segment. Not much else going on in Steelers land, right? I want to make sure we didn't miss any big signings or anything. No, other than the coaches have to keep telling Harris to go home already. Yeah. He's he... probably at Hinesfield right now running around. <laughs> He could be. Hey, tell those coaches to shut up. What are you talking about? You let that boy run. <laughs> yeah. That young man is doing the work, and that is the work that we want him to do. So could they just need to back off. Well, he's young. No, he could run a lot right now. No, he's not. He's going to hurt himself in July. <laughs> ah, stop it. No. <laughs> are we just looking for things to write about, though? Because here's the danger of off-season podcasts or – off-season Steelers coverage. We're watching these guys practice. And, you know, the coaches aren't going to rip on guys unless these guys are terrible. So are we – is the danger of that we're just hyping Najee Harris up? Yeah, I mean, I think Najee Harris would be fine. But, you know, when we write these articles saying, oh, you won't leave the field and everything, are we hyping Najee up too much? Well, I, I, if I give in to that line of thinking, then I have to believe that – the fact that Dwayne Haskins in a pair of shorts is throwing great passes to wide open receivers, then, I, then I have to question Beautiful if that passes. means anything. Right. Beautiful <laughs> passes. Functionally, like systematically, like this, the mechanics of his throws are so beautiful. It is a work of art, says Ben Roethlisberger. And he it's, it's going to carry written, over he when, when he's getting he didn't have that written pressure on a note from linebackers. <laughs> That's right. He's leaping over linebackers and still throwing mechanically perfect throws. But you got to think. He's, he's actually a character from Madden. But you got <laughs> to think, though. And, 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 Paul, you know, we were doing the podcast this time last year. We heard so many great things about Chase Claypool, and we didn't have, you know, a preseason look at anything. It was just these closed practices, and Ben was like, oh, man, this guy's great. He's going to be fantastic. And, he was fantastic. So who knows? Well, yeah, I mean, you, there, it, you could also. Go ahead, go ahead. It's kind of like well, the the Cowboys went from one in fifteen to the Super Bowl, and so therefore every one in 15, 15 team is the next year. I mean, there's there's guys like oh, they look fantastic, and then they week one they just drop a load in their pants on the fifty yard line, right? But that is one fantastic load. 
It is. It's amazing. Respectable. Nobody has <laughs> dropped a load like that. Uh, we tape a couple segments each week, and somehow Poop gets in each segment. I, I definitely, I didn't think Joey Cop- I didn't think a classy man like Joey Coffin was going to say Poop, and I tried to pick t- topics that weren't Poop related, but I guess... But we no, 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 we found it. Uh, so true. what about the Steelers not going to Latrobe? Is that a is that a concern? Is that a deal at all? Oh, okay. You know, Paul can answer this better because for p- people in Pennsylvania, they love Latrobe. There's a magic to it. I kind of look at it, maybe I can make a practice this year since it's in Pittsburgh, not in the other side of the state. But, I, Paul, you're in Pennsylvania. I think the people there care a lot more about that part of it. What do you think? Yeah, but it, there's, it's only the mystique of Latrobe. There's, uh, I don't think it ultimately matters. There, there's just this aura of them going there that people seem nostalgic about. But there's – I. I don't think it matters, but there, if you're from, if you're, if you've been here a long time and it's, that, that's been your thing to go out there and watch a practice. Other than that, I practice is practice. Well, I guess if you're, if you're talking about practice, I mean, practice. <laughs> well, uh, I'll say this some years ago, uh, the saints, you know, they're that team in new Orleans. I don't know if you guys are aware of them. Uh, they, uh, changed up their routine and held their training camp at Millsaps College here in Jackson, which is basically across the street from where I used to work. They came um, for the raves. They came for the Mississippi raves, and that's not yes. <laughs> that's no small thing. I do want there to be a, a professional sports team called the Mississippi Raves now, but that <laughs> we'll leave that as it is. Uh was that and I remember them talking a lot about, they interviewed a lot of people and whatever else. They talked a lot about the value of getting out of their other routine and how it brought more focus being away from their how their own houses and their own beds and sometimes their families and all of the family stuff that goes along. We've been just been talking about how having crazy weekends and a lot of other things stealing our focus. And, uh, that that was a big part about going to a training camp that was away from where you lived. Um, and I, I could see that being a real thing. Like I remember uh, different, different activities or whatever that we would prepare to do a camp, even doing like band camp when you're, when we were in college, Paul and I were in the marching band. Uh, you know, we'd get there early and our whole campus was a little bit different. Uh, Cause there weren't that many people there. There was just some of the athletes and then the band people. Uh, and it just gets you in a different mindset in preparation for everything. So I don't know. I think you lose something getting the rest, getting all of the team out of their comfort zone and getting them focused in a different way. I think it's different. I don't know if it's necessarily disastrous, but it's definitely a different experience. The other thing I, I heard remember about- the Titans when they went to Gettysburg and oh, they got yeah. all inspired. Yeah. You gotta you gotta go get inspired, man. The Saints definitely came up to Jackson and got inspired by the potholes and the like <laughs> downtown buildings that are no longer occupied by anything. Yeah, man. <laughs> Nothing fires you up. <laughs> like <laughs> massive pirate potholes and the possibility that all of our water will just not work for a week. 
the only other thing I heard about Latrobe was the players actually stayed in dormitories there, where yeah. they're saying, hey, yeah. if they're doing their train camp in Pittsburgh, they go there during the day, they go home, hang out with their wives, girlfriends, or as Vince Williams said in a tweet to um, you know Dwayne Haskins, the strip clubs you know, at nights in Pittsburgh, wherever else it gets might be. But in Latrobe, you're not goofing around with that stuff. You're in your dorm, you're focused. So I, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, just win games. If you can win games this year, you know, have your this all we ask. wherever. Yeah, eleven and zero was not enough. We need to win more games. Well, at least one more. <laughs> well, one more would have been nice. Right, right, right. Uh, well, now, it, it, it'd be nice if they actually tried to beat. If they'd have just tried to beat the Browns the first time. That would have made a difference. Yeah, I know. Yep. I know. I'm, it's still very much a sore subject. Um, Pittsburgh is a wholesome city. There are no such adult entertainment establishments anywhere in Pittsburgh. We are a wholesome what? family town. Are you? <laughs> what? <laughs> You're a pastor. How dare you lie so 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 easily? Wow. Hey, we'll wow. have we'll, we'll have to talk, and we're. It'll be interesting to see where we talk about this on, but one other quick thing I want to throw at you. Um, and I had a meeting about this for work because I one of the papers I watched is the Canton Repository, and in a month, the big Hall of Fame festival, and there was no um, festival last year because of COVID, so they're inducting twice as many people. And real quick on this, we got another subject we got to get to, but it kind of made me think, okay, Bill Cowher, hey, we're Steelers fans. Yay, Bill Cowher in the Hall of Fame. We're happy. We're not. I don't think it was that big of a shock. Troy Palmer. Okay, yes. Troy's in the Hall of Fame. I, I mean, I'll fight anybody who thinks Troy shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. But I hate, and I got in arguments with friends in Canton over this. The Hall of Fame is no more than a cheap marketing ploy. Because <laughs> right after, you know, they made the announcements and, Wow, what a shock. There's a lot of Steelers and Cowboys going this year, and the Steelers and Cowboys are playing the Hall of Fame game. What a shock. And at, because I put, I'm put, i a Steelers fan on one of my marketing surveys from the NFL, I got hundreds of emails over the next couple of days going, hey, Chris is a Steelers fan. Come back to Canton to watch Cower and Troy be inducted and watch the Steelers play the Cowboys. I'm really thinking the NFL is a marketing play. I am Paul. I think we argued about have, this before. Have you just met the NFL? Well, <laughs> what ticks me off is when okay, if you're a Hall of Famer, five years from when you retire, you're a Hall of Famer. I don't okay. like this crap when they're like, "Oh, you had to wait thirty years, and now you're in the Hall of Fame." If you're not a Hall of Famer after five years, get out. You shouldn't be a Hall of Famer at all. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if I agree with that because there's definitely because they cap it, right? They cap how many people are going in. Yeah, so you so could end can up in more those, tickets. You could you can end up with one of those uh, in one of those years where there's just a bunch of guys. Thirty years might be a little bit long. Uh, the the <laughs> retrospective on some of those things is maybe you know we may be looking back through rose colored glasses or something, but. I don't have a problem with somebody from six years ago or okay. eight or ten. Like, that doesn't bother My me. My problem that much. is that, like, you know, this wide receiver had to wait 
eight years. And so this receiver has to wait at least eight years too, before he can go. And that's where I get annoyed. Yeah, that's dumb. Well, and where I get annoyed is quality human beings like Bill Nunn, the Steelers scout, they got inducted this year because we waited and we waited and Bill's no longer with us. So, okay. It's an honor. Yeah. I'm sure his family is happy. He's in the hall of fame, but poor Bill's not around. I know sometimes guys die. I mean, Sadly, look at Kobe Bryant in the NBA. I mean, you know, Kobe died before his time and everything. I understand, okay? Some of those guys have to go in posthumously if they died before their time. But when you're sitting around with a dude saying, let's wait 30, 35 years, there was a guy. Well, why do we wait five? Like you're arguing about waiting 30 years. Five years is so arbitrary. Why are we waiting five years? I think make sure they're really retired. <laughs> yeah, really? they can come back. I mean, really, is that a biggest? Is that a concern? Would that be a disaster? Oh no, this guy who we put in the Hall of Fame actually wants to come back and play and can actually compete and play. Oh, we've got a Hall of Famer actually playing. Okay, not that David Castro should be a Hall of Famer. I, I don't think he is a Hall of Famer, but okay, he retired. So when would he be eligible for a Hall of Fame under your plan? Like I next voting period. Five what? years from now. But you're saying oh, what? You mean what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Next voting period. If he were okay. if he were a legitimate Hall of Famer, why not? I I don't know. I it's it's as but, weird to me. Five years seems as weird to me as uh as, as arbitrary as you know voting on a guy who who hasn't who retired 30 years ago. Because it, it really is just we're just waiting around. We're right. just waiting. It's like these people retired, and we're just waiting five years for no reason. They're not a stake. You don't have to let it breathe. Okay. Just put it in the Hall of Fame. You know they're going to be in the Hall of Fame. Put them in. Yeah, and I don't disagree with that, but I guess what I'm saying is whatever that waiting period is, if it's the first you know, at ceremony after you retire or whatever, don't wait 30 years. If David Castro is not a Hall of Famer his first year of eligibility, why would David DeCastro be a Hall of Famer 30 years from now? I, I, I guess like that's, I, said, that's I, I feel like 30 is long, but I understand that since they cap how many people go in, it may take a while to get through a, a pile of quality candidates from a certain year. I get that. But I think, is it because they're quality candidates? Or is it in the hopes of saying, man, if David DeCastro got inducted 30 years from now, now you can bring those Steelers fans over. We'll be excited to see our boy David DeCastro. Do you really think that's what they're doing? <laughs> I'll put it this way. I don't want to throw him under the bus. Maybe we'll see if he can come on the show and we can ask him that directly. I had a conversation with a pretty high-ranking sports official uh, um, that I work with where I told him that out of frustration, and he said, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Ooh, school. Hey, you know what, Chris? You'll appreciate this. You know what really bugs, bugs me about this whole thing? You've got in Canton the Football Hall of Fame in our north in Cleveland, you have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Same names. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. It's confusing. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Paul, have you fallen down? Have you fallen down no, I, and hurt your I, head I, on something? I, I was just trying to throw his randomness. I think there's somewhere that there's a circus <laughs> performer Hall of Fame. How dare they? There could only be one Hall of Fame. <laughs> Well, I'm just trying to piggyback on the whole Mike Sullivan thing. 
Yeah, Paul's talking about the Mike Sullivan, Marcus Allen thing. But, I think there should be a Mike Sullivan Hall of Fame, personally. Well, I, I mean, would. I think well, Chris should open the Mike Sullivan Hall of Fame. Well, we put need to reward to the return listeners who get the inside yes. jokes. Yes. We have a segment we still need to record tonight. It's going to be all time. So we can't go too long on this one. But I will say this. Similar to the Football Hall of Fame, we had articles. Akron has a bunch of musicians from there. I don't know if you ever realized this. Akron has um, Joan Jett. She's from Akron, right? I think so. I don't know. The Chrissy Hine. Chrissy Hine. Chrissy Hine yeah. Pretenders, who was kind of popular about 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Akron also has this band called Devo. Now, with we it, are, we was not we are Devo. Right. Whip It is the only song I've ever heard of from Devo. Okay. But Akron oh, went crazy. Working on a coal mine. That was a theme okay. song for a for a, a TV show theme song for a little bit. Was that Devo? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay there's two songs. They also do a version of uh, uh, Satisfaction, which actually I like better than the Rolling Stones version. Akron did a marketing campaign. They went off with Goodyear. And we're in a COVID year. There's lots of stuff going on, but we had days after days of Devo articles because Devo was up for induction in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Same principle. If you're not in the Hall of Fame right away, don't be thrown around 30 years from now going, should Devo be in the Hall of Fame? They didn't make it. Sorry, you're out, Devo. But the... the the There's time other when you're here. eligible to be in the in the Hall of Fame is totally arbitrary. Twenty five years after your first recorded album, you can be you can be elected into the Hall of Fame. Like the Foo Fighters are going in this year. I bet you, if they got fifty thousand people from Akron to say if Diva is in the Hall of Fame, we're going and we're paying admission once a year. I bet you Diva will be in the Hall of Fame. Because they know people will come want to see him. I mean, that's, well, that's I mean, what here, comes Here's to. my question. Can, why would, can you tell why the would history you put of rock that and roll? Nobody's heard of in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Of okay, course, you're putting but, people in who people want to come see. That's why, nonsense. What are we talking is, about? Why is Jacksonville Jaguars not representing the Hall of Fame? Yes, you can make an argument for Mark Brunel and Jimmy Smith and that goofball Fred Taylor and other people like that. You know why they're not in the NFL Hall of Fame? Because nobody's <laughs> going to go up to camp and see Mark Brunel's statue or, oh. or Jimmy Smith or Fred Taylor. And Brian Davis, if you're listening, that's my hot take of the night. Uh, you, you know, come on. Nobody gives a rip about that. Same thing with Devo and okay, Whip It was mildly entertaining. Working on a coal line was a TV theme song, but if you just need a TV theme song to get in the Hall of Fame, close the darn Hall of Fame down. That's my that's my hot take. My my mentality for all the Hall of Fames: Can you tell the history of that thing without talking about that person? Can you tell the story of rock and roll generations from now? Do you have to include Devo in that conversation of? This is the story of rock and roll. Can you tell the story of the NFL? You have to include that player in the discussion. Oh, my gosh. There are four people in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) (laughs) There are only four, honestly. Basketball. Uh, I 
I I would actually have to say I feel like yes, you would have to talk about Devo if you were talking about the history of rock and roll. There's a whole era and a genre of music of of uh, new wave music in the late '70s and early '80s that I think you would be missing something if you didn't if you didn't mention Devo in that particular genre of music. And therefore it can't really be about record sales. We're talking about people who had influence in the record industry and right. actually Mark Mothersbaugh's uh, uh, influence in popular music goes far beyond just Devo uh, has written a lot of songs for, uh, uh, for film and for television and for other things beyond his work with Devo. So yes. <laughs> I think, well, I think see, you would talk you about I appreciate that. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I can't talk about bad 80s quarterbacking without mentioning Mark Malone. Should, should Mark Malone <laughs> be in the Hall of Fame? I mean, it could not. I mean, is that maybe just something next door to the Hall of Fame where, you know, almost Devo, like a carnival thing, you could like throw water balloons at it or something? I don't know. Devo is the Mark Malone of, of, <laughs> of rock and roll. Okay. They used to really they used to annoy people so bad that people would beat them up after concerts. Okay. Like, that was that was the nature of their music. YouTube Mark Malone highlights. Mark Malone caught 90 yard touchdown. Is it touchdown. a blank video? No, Mark Malone <laughs> caught a 90 yard touchdown from Terry Bradshaw. I think it was a rookie or second year. Because they had Mark Malone playing receiver for a little bit. Like he was gonna be a, a slash type guy. Okay, that's Mark Malone's whipping. Okay, working on coal mine. <laughs> there was a game where Mark Malone put forty-five up on the San Diego Chargers. That was his working on a coal mine. Okay, Mark Malone's a Devo. Uh, you know what I mean? And now all Mark Malone is doing is writing uh, MAGA tweets on his on his Twitter page. So I don't Aren't know. So many people. Does he still do Twitter? He didn't move over oh, to we or the. Other one? No, he's still on Twitter. He's still on Twitter. What's the other one? I can't I, remember. I, Me, I, we, I'm going to start a Hall of Fame of people who said they're leaving Parlay. certain social media platforms and they never right. do. Or they come back. Yeah. Because they realize they went to one where it's mostly uh, white supremacists and other people I was following with some, this other people with Instagram, some rough ideas. She was railing for weeks about on this date I'm leaving Instagram. No, I can't take it anymore. And they're still posting on Instagram. Yeah, I talking think, on Instagram about how they're going to quit Instagram. Yeah, I think yeah. we need. And then they I stay think, on Instagram. I think we need a hall of honor at Heinz Field for quarterbacks that did not make the grade for Pittsburgh. So after Big Ben retires and we got Dwayne Haskins or Mason Rudolph trying to run the team, we can look at that Hall of Shame and say, well, at least they weren't Mark Malone or at least they weren't <laughs> Bobby Brister and stuff like that. I think it'd be great. Hey, Bobby would, you have a hall of shame, would you have a Hall of Shame for all of football? So it's like there's the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And then there's a Hall of Shame for like everybody else who at one time played professional football. It makes me think so. I mean, if, if it sells tickets, they'll put it together. They'll, they'll put a room at Canton for the Hall they, of Shame. They are interested in making money. They've got a big <laughs> room of fans. So they've got dopey fans. There's a big room in the Hall of Fame. Oh, it's our fans' Hall of Fame. And who's the fan from Cleveland or Denver? Like, there's some dope who wore a barrel over his, his bare-chested oh, like, belly. Like Specific yeah. fans who made themselves yeah. a spectacle on national television, and so therefore, right. 
Got it. So they probably so it'd be just, like the guy at the Indian Stadium play who played the drum. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, yeah. But they probably just chose it once of the biggest Twitter falling in hopes that more people go see him. I don't know. What's what's I, that guy I, gonna do when, when the Indians are no longer the Indians? Well, he almost died. Yeah, heart attack or something. He was like hit oh, feet on a spider. Speaking of Akron, <laughs> this is the band that should be in the Hall of Fame right now. The Black Keys are from Akron. And yeah, but, they, but they had, haven't been around for 25 years. Well, with John had a heart attack, the Black Keys drummer filled in for John M. So a, a little bit of a of a pop for... Man, how did we get on the Black Keys Devo from <laughs> talking about... Uh, all of these things make perfect sense. All of these things right. make perfect sense. I don't know what you're per talking perfect about. Perfect sense. <laughs> it's very good. So, I don't know. And Sorry for calling out, Brian. It was... <laughs> It's been a night, guys. It's been great. So, all right. Well, thanks for checking out our Steelers podcast. I'm still trying to look up in uh, uh, musicians from Akron. Yeah, I'm Black not finding Keys. anything else really good. Black yeah, Keys but, are there, but yeah, yeah, they did one good album, but but I, I like the Black Keys. Black Keys over Devo anytime. And Chrissy, there was a there was an R and B doo wop group from the 50s called the Wonders, and I was disappointed because it wasn't the Wonders from. Uh, the movie that thing you do, yes. Black Keys are not the them. A, a real group called the Wonders. Yeah, the Black Keys are the Wonders. I'll definitely say that. So, all right. Well, yeah. thanks. Thanks for checking out our Steelers podcast. And oh, what a day! It's good, but we do feel bad about Dave DeCastro. Hopefully, Trey Turner can uh, fill in the ranks. And and we went off on the. Well, I went off on the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Paul, you're right. I'm also going off anybody named Mike Sullivan or Marcus on either. <laughs> so should be good. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll check this out for another segment. Thanks for sticking around for selling this. Have a good one. All right. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com. <laughs>